bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody! Everybody here. <laughs> Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. That's right. I'm Julian, your Brandy, and this is the podcast where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. Yeah, because every week feels like an episode of an actual reality show, mm-hmm. and usually it's Survivor, and <laughs> yes. we're talking about who got kicked off the goddamn island. I mean, for real. Like, people are getting kicked off this island. There's not going to be nine people left on the island. And there's not even the full staff on the island Nobody's going to have the immunity idol, not one person. No. Not even Trump. He's Well, he's definitely not going to have the immunity idol. No, he's clawing onto that thing for as long as he can, but... I need the 14 listeners to know that... <laughs> okay. This, when we um, thought of doing this podcast... Uh-huh. Um, I didn't want to don't care about politics and yes, like only right. reality shows, uh-huh. but Julie loves politics. Mm-hmm. And so it was going to be dumb gay politics. And then I wouldn't ever have to say anything. And she was just going <laughs> to say everything. And she was going to teach me every episode. Uh-huh. Well, that uh, clearly has changed because yeah. that doesn't work. And so, but this episode today is mm-hmm. really going to be like what we originally planned because oh. I am extremely hungover. Uh-huh. I know I probably say that every time, but I've been drinking for a week straight mm-hmm. with my mom in the Bahamas. Right. And then I continued doing that here mm-hmm. in last night mm-hmm. um, and the night before last. <laughs> so, um, uh-huh. yeah, no, it's going to be dumb. Well, I mean, and that's OK, because I've also had my own um, binges that I've gone through. Now, I didn't have one yesterday because I was too hungover to have it. <laughs> so I recovered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still sick. You probably can hear it. I'm still like having a coughing i was in the uber when we were met the other day to to do the writing and to do drink well that was the first drink that's right right i i mean you know like when you're on the plane and someone's coughing you're like oh god yeah get a hold of it i know how you are when someone's coughing on the plane and you're like you're taking it personally yeah i do i take it personally yeah Yeah, and some (laughs) spitting i just can't that's me now uh, that's my life now. Now that's my life. I couldn't stop coughing in the car. I can't. I'm laughing and I'm coughing. I'm coughing shit up. I can't stop. Sometimes it's uncontrollable. I like. I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a coughing, disgusting person now. And people out there with class and tact uh-huh. and um, intelligence are probably wondering why you're drinking through a sickness. <laughs> that is true. And not just drinking. I'm yeah you're right because I'm an asshole because I'm the yeah. biggest asshole that ever lived because that's that's how I that's just not it's... just drinking drugs 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 we're here in the drug den <laughs> Julie got some mic stands so we are yeah. gonna bang around mm-hmm. the drug den slash um podcast. actual office yeah <laughs> slash podcast studio yeah really... this is my actual office I'd get very much very much a lot of work done and a lot of drugs done too <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what gets done more, but um, I, I do can... my taxes in here. <laughs> I do so uh, guitar playing, which yeah, I haven't even guitar- done a lot of. There's but guitars hanging on the wall. I just brought the guitar back because I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my fingers back so that I can get inspired. I just haven't been inspired because I've been a shell of a human being. Yeah, well, and you know we're what I mean. Continue that. But I did bring the guitar down, starting to play again because uh, of Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting my fingers, my finger work back. I, I don't love need fingering. everyone. God knows. And you're good at it. You are good oh, at thank it. Thank you. I hope so. I try. I try. I try. I try. You got 10 strong dicks, <laughs> don't you? That's right. As uh, for any of you who don't understand what that means, a lesbian's hands are her dicks. Because <laughs> that's what we have to work with when we don't use actual dicks. Sometimes you can use fake dicks. But I mean, really, as we know, the magic is in the finger work. So... You really yeah, try all, to keep that strong. It's all in the nuance. All in the nuance. As a lady like, knows. Just like life. It's in the details. 
Well, people are going to get fired before we um, get on to mm-hmm. Eye of the Shitstorm. And mm-hmm. um, I know we already talked about it before, but like Steve Bannon, they they talked about it on a Meet the Press and they won't just go there on Meet the Press. They don't right. do rumors on no. that. Okay. No. So they talked about it. They brought in a guy. It's like about to happen. Like Steve Bannon's about to go. Rancid pubes. He's about to go. Sean Spicer, you're about to go. I mean, we knew Sean Spicer just because of what's her Huckabee has been taken over. That's right. And she's been doing pretty good. I love I'm her. I'm not mad at her. Well, let's get into that on oh. Eye of the Shit Storm. Oh, okay. Shit, take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So this week, the shitstorm really hit the shit fan when Trump up and fired James Comey, the head of the FBI. Yeah, so I'm sure that you've all heard heard this, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if nothing else, you heard that the, the director of the FBI got fired. Right. But um, so James Comey, he's been the director of the FBI since 2013 when he was appointed by President Obama. Now, Trump had already agreed to keep him on as head of the FBI, so this abrupt dismissal raised a lot of eyebrows and questions. Right, and that was the cue for the endless fucking speculation on cable news. <laughs> I hope right. none of you had to watch it. Which will commence now here on the podcast because the only actual news here is that he was fired. And other than that, all you can do is speculate why. Right. Speculate the reason what's being covered up. Also, the things that are coming out that are true. What's not true. This leak, that leak. Like, I don't even. I'm just like. Yeah. Who? You know what? The, you know what? I need you guys to know. You know what I need you to know? I need you to know that James Comey is 6'8". Wow. That's tall. That is tall, honey. That, that is, is tall. That is taller than Michael Jordan. That, oh, yeah. really? Same height as LeBron James. Oh. I think mm, same height as Kobe Bryant. Can't I mean, be as tall as Shaq. No. Well, I mean, very few people are. But right. I mean, he's taller than Michael Jordan. And now that wow. you know this, you can look and see him towering. Over he's Trump. towering over everyone. Yeah. And Trump's 6'2". Oh, is he 6'2"? Yeah, he's 6'2". But I think he wears lifts. <laughs> yeah. Because because I, I feel like he looks like he's 6'4". I really do. I cannot tell. I and honestly can't. Six two is tall. It's, that is tall. It's respectable. Yes. But I think he wears lifts. I really do. Slight ones. Weird. Yeah. Like little two inch little lifts. Doesn't he seem like he would? Well, plus his hair is tall. Yeah. Plus there's that too. But yeah. Well, James Comey is very tall. And yeah. Slim. He's also, so that's important. That's really important here. So um, what really made it exciting for me mm. was that because honestly, I don't know what the fucking <laughs> if 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 the head of the FBI got fired during Obama or even during Bush or whoever, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't give a shit. Right. So. But what really got was exciting was when they mysteriously Sean Spicer because it was press conference after press conference after press briefing and he was nowhere to be found. He was in the bushes, wasn't he? <laughs> Wait, no, that was when he announced it. Oh, but this, they bring out the deputy who's well, that's this, this the, guy's getting ass reamed every five seconds now. No, Don't no. Be- I mean, the deputy to Sean Spicer. Oh, 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 oh. Which means deputy means you're the second in command. Right. Which basically means you're a fucking glorified assistant. Right. So they bring out Sean Spicer's assistant, who's this woman uh-huh. who's Mike Huckabee's daughter. Right. And if you don't know who Mike Huckabee is, he's one of the worst human beings alive. He's a piece of shit. Now, he ran for president. He's run, I think, almost three times. Okay. I'm pretty sure. He did run this last time. He's run every year. He's the guy who's always like, he's fat, and then he like lost some weight, and he's in a barbershop quartet, and he's super conservative, (laughs) and he's fucking like, talks about abortion all the time, and... I think people know who he is. I think he's pretty ubiquitous. In case you don't know who he is, that's who he is. He's just terrible. Well, I love her. Yeah, she's doing good. I mean, I love how she like goes off on people and just is like, has a full attitude, and it's like... Great. But different than Sean's way attitude. Different, way different. It's like firm. She's way more confident. A million times. Doesn't she, eat her words. She Oh, yeah. She's not mush mouth. And nope. he's defensive and pissed off. Yeah. And she's just looking people right in the eye like, uh, it's semantics. And I don't understand. I mean, it's just like, you know, she's reading people the way a woman does. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. A woman needs right. that job. I'm sorry. Right. I am being sexist. A woman needs that job. Well, you know, I don't know if it's sexist or if it's just... um. Julie never thinks it's sexist when you say Well, first of all, you can't be sexist against men. It's not a real thing. So (laughs) go cry about it. But um, some jobs, I mean, it's sort of like I was watching this brain games show (laughs) and they did a thing on 
It's this thing of brains and how men's and or males and men's, females brains. Men's and women. Because you can't say men and women. You have to say male and female. <laughs> so and how the brain physically just neurologically is di- how the differences oh, yeah. well, are. Of course. And that there are some things that men are just brain wise better at and some things that women are just better at just it just is and it doesn't make them unequal it just makes that yeah no. that thing you know what i mean but you Which don't, is why i, don't I think, think it's sexist. well i think you will you do when if it was against women you wouldn't you would think it was sexist it if depends somebody, on what the thing is yeah well next and time. if it's a bunch of men telling what a woman to do then yeah that's sexist Even i'm not though, gonna have it but then what if it's just about the physiology of the brain i it depends on how it comes out well, it's Julie's favorite subject, and we're getting off of um, <laughs> off topic. But uh, anyway, so they so they have to do all these press briefings about why the fuck. Because what happened was basically the timeline of how the motherfucker got fired. Right. As with everything with Trump, it became like it, the it all, thing. a clusterfuck of lies. Right. And so, and then it's like, you know, now there's press briefing with what is her name? Sarah Huckabee oh, Sanders. Some, yeah, is that what it is? I always just say like. Mike Huckabee's daughter, but I think so that's she, what it is. She's out there having to defend. So they said that um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> they said that the official word, all the way from the vice president to Mike Huckabee's daughter uh-huh. to Sean Spicer to Kellyanne Conway, every single person came out rancid pubes. Mm-hmm. They all came out and said that the deputy attorney general, uh-huh. which is Jeff Sessions, second in command, uh-huh. so he's not the real attorney general. He's the glorified assistant, right? He he wrote up um, a letter explaining all the reasons that James Comey should be fired. Uh-huh. And upon receiving and reading the letter, Trump fired him. This is what all those people said. All right. Well, they also said upon the guidance of Jeff Sessions that he should also fire him. Because he also brought up Jeff Before the deputy, he would say like, well, Jeff Sessions and I should fire him. Yeah, but this I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about all these people, including the vice president, again, is out there like, well, he got the write up from the deputy attorney oh, general. Mike Pence, and, go kill yeah. yourself. And they're all out there. Kellyanne Conway's fucking doing it. They're all doing it. And then Trump goes and does um, an interview with Captain McBulge in his pants, <laughs> Les- oh, Lester Holt, uh-huh. and check it out because he does have a bulge. And uh-huh. I didn't notice it, but I was informed by my friend Jojo. And now Julie and I always notice, and she's right, isn't she? Does have yeah, a big bulge. Yeah, I see bulge. it. I see the bulge. Yeah. And now that's all I can see. Well, yeah. And now that's all everyone will see. And you know what? You're welcome, Lester. Um, His face kind of looks like a penis. So he... You know what I mean? So he... Well, yeah. Um, maybe that's what gave Jojo the idea to check out his package. Yeah, like his face has kind of got like a... He's got like a mushroom head quality of a yeah. face. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah. Trump then goes with Captain McBulger pants and um, says... Oh, no, I was already going to fire him. Oh, yeah, I was already going to fire him. Right. And then he makes every single one of those people. It just became clear that that this deputy was the fall guy. So basically he comes on. He makes his whole staff. It just it then becomes this whole, you know, fucking timeline game of lies and untangling a web. And it's right. Like with everything, you just can't get a straight story. And they literally and then they'll have like this look on their face like in in then uh, my Huckabee's daughter's like. I don't understand why this matters. The man <laughs> was fired. You know what I mean? That's the thing. And sh- and they're like, because it's it's pure lies. And we don't understand yeah. when well, the lies stop when does or anything, begin. When does anything matter? Apparently nothing matters that happens here. Apparently every firing, every weird shady thing that happens, it doesn't matter. It's taking the, the, the eyes off the task at hand and let's get the work done. It's like, we can't get any work done because everyone's goddamn getting fired and everyone's being shady and James Comey, who he said he was going to keep on and then he had some dinner where he asked for his loyalty and the guy was like, I'll be honest, but I won't be loyal because that's not really part of the job and then all of a sudden he's getting fired and Trump also wants to say, I don't like the way he handled Hillary's emails. Well, you like the way he handled them when you were during the fucking election. And that's all you talked about. Yeah. Was how amazing it was that James Comey's coming out and telling us all this information about the emails. I think that he saw that trial, which was a fucking tragic and everybody wanted him. I mean, I didn't, I immediately text you They James Comey. It wasn't a trial, but there was the the hearing. There was the hearing and he testified at the hearing and it was all about the emails and shit. And, um, and, I just texted Julian and said he needs to step down. Like he needs to yeah. step down. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have been kept on and he should have stepped down. No. Exactly. Or he should have been fired from the beginning. Yeah. He, I mean, so I think once Trump saw that, that, that hearing, just like everyone else, he's like, this guy's got to fucking go because, um, but then you waited until he started doing an investigation on your ass and then you fired him. And that's why everyone's fucking like, Ugh. cause the motherfucker finally started doing investigation about the Russia ties and now he's fired. Yeah. And so now no one, uh, huh. 
And Jeff Sessions is the attorney general who recused himself. Oh, I'm not going to be part of this whole game here. I'm <laughs> recusing myself, and I'm not going to do it. Then I will tell him, what's he doing? You are, we can't have him call me around. No, we can't know. That's right. And now he's going to be in charge of finding the new head of the FBI. Yeah, I mean, really, Jeff Sessions is going to be in charge of finding the new person of the FBI. And in that, he already fucking lied under oath. I don't know if it's a real, if it's a I know that that's obstruction of justice, the way he lied. You know, he, oh, lied. When he said he, he didn't... lied at the hearings and said he never yes. met with a Russian. Yeah, and he... they're all such fucking liars. But yeah, he went, he blatantly lied. Yeah. And, and then they were like, we caught you. And he's like, well, I guess I won't be part of that investigation. I'm going to And I'm going to go work on drugs and make sure that drug criminals doing drugs are getting put in jail longer. I mean, the shit that he's doing now is so fucking offensive. I can't even deal with it. We can't even get into it right now. But he he needs to he needs to be pushed down the fucking flight of stairs. But that's fine. He yeah, and he didn't recuse himself, and he put himself right back into it. They're all such liars. Uh, well, that was literally the worst eye of the shitstorm ever done. So <laughs> sorry, you guys. But you, I I don't think anyone has missed. And there was no news. The whole point is, you know what the news was? It was like James Comey's six eight. Let's um, right. leave the shady shitstorm and go to La Democracy Street. Ooh. To get to La, la Democracy Street. La Democracy Street. Oh, La Democracy Street. <laughs> it's not really how you say La Democratie. Yeah. Was it? We looked it up. Yeah, it's like Democratie. Oh, yeah, because they don't even know what this is about. Last week, France held the second and final round to elect their new president. The race was long <laughs> and dramatique between extreme far-right lady nominee Marine Le Pen and independent Emmanuel Macron. You know, when they they try and say their names like that on the well, news. Well, are we going to have to go through this whole section with you doing French? <laughs> no, no, I can't do good French. Okay, well, clearly. do what. Read the lady's name again and the boy. Marine Le Pen and Emmanuel Macron. Okay. So, Marine, that's just weird, but mm-hmm. Marine, the lady. Marine. She was the favorite to win, but Emmanuel, the seductress, was the Obama-type hope candidate, mm-hmm. and he was the one that many Americans and progressive French were hoping for. Right. Well, he won. Turns out, sweetie, France <laughs> did it right, and the right person got the job. Even though both candidates were so unpopular, sound familiar, that they inspired the lowest voter turnout in France in 40 years... Emmanuel, the seductor, won with 60% of the vote. So this guy is amazeballs for many reasons, <laughs> but the best one is that he's 39 fucking years old. Yeah. That is the youngest head of state in history. Of any state. Of any state mm-hmm. in history. Um, the French are assholes, but when they get it right, they get it so right. So right. <laughs> I mean, revolution, French revolution. Yeah, because the second best reason, okay, that the, the second best reason that their new president is amazeballs is that he's 39 and his wife is 64. <laughs> Let that sink in, okay? Now, it takes a lot for me to be impressed by any man, mm-hmm. but I have to say, I love this. Yeah. And I and love him for it. And he's cute. He is cute. He could get with anyone. Yeah. I mean, really. So he, oh, he could. So he, um, they met when he was 15. She was his high school drama teacher. Amazing. And she was married with three children. Yep. And he's been in love with her since he was 15. Right. And I'm sure he was pushing up on her. And she's just mm-hmm. like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whatever, guy. Right. And then I think it was like when we did the research, it was like the second he turned 17, right? They Yeah. Two years later, he, de- he made a declaration of love for her. And eventually, and probably when it was legal in France, they started hitting it big time. And I don't know what the the law is in France as far as legal age of consent or whatever, but I'm sure it's like 14 because, you know, they start very young in yeah. France. Um, but she has a 32-year-old daughter. That should just tell you how old her, you know, her kids are. And how, Well, and you know. why don't you tell them your favorite thing that you found out? So they have a 24-year age difference. And you might not know this because no one seems to talk about it here, but that's the exact same age difference between Trump and Melania. Okay. 
he's just happens to be 24 years older because it's always the it's always the man who's older and they're always with younger women that's why this is fucking awesome and these these two have been together i mean i think they've been together like 17 years or something they got married in 2007 but they were together the whole time so as soon she left her husband and her kids like the second that guy was like well she didn't leave her kids or not but you know she left the husband Yeah. yeah and she went off with him and they got together and he got elected it's so great and seeing them together is it's it's just fucking hot as balls i love it it's so good and people and she gets a lot of shit and i you know you, you, she doesn't get any from us she, no well she she's you a, know she's a fucking gangster she's a gangster <laughs> i mean and she like they try and give her whatever as much shit as you they can in france because you know in france like i mean the affairs galore everyone's fucking everyone Remember like that that's movie, just a thing that movie my dad is my boyfriend or whatever with G- gerard depardieu and, my dad is my boyfriend? no it's like yeah yeah, it's I don't remember the title, but it's a young girl. She she's pretend they're on the beach in France. Oh, and what is it? It's I swear to God, it's that girl from Grey's Anatomy that everyone not Lolita. I'm talking about the real lady. It's a good. Oh, it's a girl from Grey's Anatomy. I mean, if I wasn't hungover, I might have one word in my head. But <laughs> you, you know, the bitch from Grey's Anatomy that no one likes. Catherine Heigl. Yes. Yeah. It's her when she's young oh. and she's like 14 or 13 and she's in a skimpy bikini and oh. she pretends her dad is her boyfriend on like the beach in France. Oh, I never saw that. Everybody here, the 14 who are listening, every fucking one of them knows that movie. Oh my God. Um, and Gerard Depardieu is so gross in it. Like he's like literally, by the way, he's like <laughs> raped someone. I mean, he's like so gross. Gerard <laughs> Depardieu literally has been like, like accused of rape like 50,000 fucking times. That guy's nose could rape you. He's so gross. But the French... I mean, the thing no, is, no. Like, okay, so your brother called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, my brother knows something about everything, and he felt that there was an important comparison to make between our situation and the French election. So I let him call in, even though he bugs. <laughs> and when we were kids, he got trucks in the blue room, and I had to have puffy curtains in a pink room. But that wasn't his fault. That was my mother's fault. <laughs> but it made me a horrible sister to him, which made him an even worse brother. And now I have so much guilt that I have to let him call in to my fake job and give his opinion. Which, by the way, isn't even that bad, considering he is he is actually very smart and very informed. And by the way, Adam, you owe me $40. Okay, well, let's play this. So I was going to go on some tirade about something horrible that the cop puke has done, but that's really easy, and everyone knows he's a piece of shit. Uh, I was watching the French election returns today, and it dawned on me that they did something that we weren't able to do. They voted for someone that they didn't really like that much because the country was more important. Now, maybe we were a warning to Europe, and... That's a positive you can take out of this piece of crap being in the White House. I don't know. But now France, Austria, and the Dutch have rejected this kind of crap in lieu of someone that maybe they don't really like that much. There are moments in history when leaders are forced to decide between expediency and actually doing the right thing. We haven't had, well, we don't have any right now who will do the right thing. My hope in 50 years is that historians look back and see it as the last gasp of some white Anglo-Saxon patriarchy after the first black president. My fear, however, is that we'll look back years from now and say that's when America crossed the Rubicon and it was the beginning of the end. So that was happy, right? Okay. Bye. His fear is actually my hope. What do you mean? That America crosses the Rubicon. Oh. It's actually the beginning of the end. I thought that sounded kind of balls. Like, I love thinking like Mad Max. My best right. years are behind me. So, you know, I don't give a fuck. I know. I know. I Look, know you love saying that. We have no kids. Right. We're ugly and old. <laughs> and fine. Go off. Go to the Rubicon. Right. I don't even Cross know what the, the fuck. Rubicon I don't and- even know what the hell he meant by that. I, there were the uh, I, he he's uh, thank you Professor Goldman by the way <laughs> he, he probably, <laughs> I mean he probably smoked a huge bowl <laughs> and yet here I am I can't even string two words together well I completely agree with him he uh, I mean I didn't I, you know I know he was he was um, romancing the light fantastic or whatever with fucking like <laughs> my fear my hope like okay Martin Luther King Jr. it's fine but <laughs> he I do agree with him and <laughs> but romancing the light fantastic's not even a saying but I love it so much I love it so hard I am making that a new saying 
I am so making that. You know what I'm, I know yeah, there's no, a saying course. and I know I got it wrong. No, but no, but that is, that is what he was doing. Because right now, I mean, I'm not, I'm literally just have full dementia. Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I go through blackouts where I can't think of a word, but I can see it visually. <laughs> I'll be on stage doing stand up and have a full blackout in my own mind. Like that's how bad it's gotten right now. Anyway, I agree with my brother and, and, and you know, I, I watched those French elections and thought like, motherfucker, like if Marine Le Pen's just like Trump, Macron, it was, um, you know, he went on as an independent. He wasn't really um, left or right. He was going in the middle, very Obama-like. And people didn't like them. They didn't like either of them. They had this last, like, Yeah, they're debate. both unpopular. No and, one even voted. Yeah, and pe- and it was just like here. It was unpopular. People just weren't really into it. But then they would find the candidate they would get into. And much like looking at Hillary, when people would look at Hillary and be like, I just don't like her. I'm going to have to vote for Trump or not vote at all. Or I'm going to vote for Bernie. Like, well, <laughs> congratulations, because here's what here's the here's what you did. But what they did in France was they did, like my brother said, they did the right thing because you look at two people. Well, they barely did it, though, because they didn't that's vote. True. And that's what happened here is a lot of people right. didn't vote. However, the I people had a lot that of did, apathy myself. Yeah, but then 66 percent of the people fucking voted for him. So whoever did turn out and vote did do the right thing and they didn't like him and they still did it because they looked at those two and she's complete. She's just like him. She wants like a wall. She's against immigrants. She hates Muslims. She does. She wants to get out of the EU. She's all pro France, how France has to be a bubble and very conservative. She's like the alt right of of French, French people. But you know what? I mean, the guy won. Yeah. And he won. Well, I mean, like, I wonder if that was going to be their first lady. You know what I mean? So it's I like I think it, it would have been their it first was probably, lady. It probably fell to him because sexism. <laughs> I think <sighs> also she came with a lot more baggage than Trump did because her dad was also the leader of that party and he's super racist. And I think that people just saw, uh, uh, unlike looking at Trump, even though you had you looked at who followed him, you looked at who he was going to have around him, you looked at his whole background, and you looked at him and you thought, no, you know what? No, I'm still going to vote for him. You didn't do the right thing. You did the wrong thing. And these people didn't. They just didn't. They did the right thing. They voted for someone they didn't necessarily like, but they knew that he wasn't going to be a dangerous, disgusting, despicable horror show like we have now. I don't have anything else to add. Why does it matter to America? Well, Why do we care who their president is? I think we care in general who anyone's president is because we trade with France. We're a part of the world she would have gotten out of the EU, which would have put another country out of the EU. So you've Brexit, which is the British. And now you have French that would leave the EU. The EU would have started to crumble. The European Union, like we need, we need to be part of the world. We have to care about what happens in other countries because we are dealing with other countries. So if you have a leader who's going to be disgusting and is going to ruin their country, it's also going to affect our country. Okay. Thanks for telling me that. Um, okay, let's bounce up off La Democracy Street and get to gay guys and their feelings. Looking cute and feeling cute. What you gotta do? Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. It's okay, it's a present from Jesus. Every day you get to have sex both ways. People, they're just jealous of you, kind. So, even though we just heard my brother's gay feelings, he's not gay actually. Ladies, he's straight and he's single and he's Jewish and he has a ponytail. <laughs> A little ponytail, you know, like the hair, like most of the hair is shaved, but then there's like a weird ponytail in the back. And he has a beard. He has a sexy voice. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to allow another guy to express his feelings, which I know seems like a lot for one episode, but this guy is an actual gay. Right. This gay guy is Devon Applewhite. We've been calling him Devin. Yeah, well, I didn't for know. For a year. Yeah, but now no we idea. know it's Devon. Yep. And um, he's a longtime listener and friend slash fan going back to our gay pimping days. Yep. And... Um, so he basically has carte blanche to talk about whatever the fuck he wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. And turns out he had some strong gay feelings about the Stephen Colbert Trump drama. Yes. Okay. So let's hear that. Okay. Hey, Brandy. Hey, Julie. Hey, everybody that's listening. This is Devon Applewhite calling from New York. And girl, I got some feelings right now. Um, it's kind of political. At the same time, it's still kind of entertainment. 
I've been seeing a lot of people upset about Stephen Colbert's little rant on Trump. Much needed rant. Much needed rant. Because first of all, I'm really sick and tired of celebrities not saying more about the whole, excuse my language, bullshit regime that is the Trump presidency right now. It's all bullshit. I can't fucking believe it's going on this long. I don't know how much more dirt they need to pull out of the woodwork on this man and everybody in his party. They're all a bunch of, you know, let me sidetrack. Let me pull it back. Let me pull it back before I go on a rant. So basically everybody's upset. And when I say everybody, I mean white men, white gay men are upset that my my man Stephen Colbert used the term cock holster to refer to Donald Trump's mouth. To be excise, Putin's cock holster. I've seen people online complain that that was homophobic and that it was rude. I have to take a deep breath because I feel like releasing the Kraken. Um, shout out, Julie, because you are my muse for this. Why the fuck is it that every time a ally, and I use the term ally to describe anybody that's on the right side of the social, economic, political problems we have, but does not benefit from the reforms that happen? Keep white white men, basically. Any white guy that opens his mouth and speaks out against the bullshit hypocrisy of the Trump regime is an ally. They're, they're on our side. So for some white gay men to get on their high horse talking about Stephen Colbert is homophobic, go fuck yourself. Seriously, go fuck yourself with a rusty dildo so you get fucking tetanus and lockjaw, you pieces of shit. How dare you? You do not speak for me, and you do not speak for all gay men. I'm a black gay man. If Stephen Colbert called, Putin, uh, called Trump's mouth Putin's cock holster, then he's a fucking cock holster. It's not homophobic, you asshole. And stop using – white men, stop using the term racist and homophobic. You don't get to use those words. You don't get to use those words anymore. Stop it. You water them down and you pollute those words so they don't have the same impact that they should when real people use them. Stop using the term homophobic. Stop using the term racist. Stop using the term sexist, white men, gay or straight. Stop using those terms. White gay men do not speak for everybody. White men do not speak for anybody, especially about social reform, especially about things being homophobic and racist, because you guys, white men invented that shit. Long story short, if I hear one more guy talk about Stephen Colbert is fucking homophobic and he needs to be taken off the air and you are not mounting a one-man crusade to snatch Trump out of his office with his fucked up hair, come fight me in the street. Peace. All right, Julie. That's it. Bye. <laughs> oh, Devon. I mean, he brought up several very good issues. Yes. Well, I just want to say um, that for those of you who didn't know or who didn't, because I, I didn't ever watch it or I saw that the drama was going on with Stephen Colbert, but I kind of just like didn't really pay attention. Yeah. We've been, Julie and I have been recently getting into Stephen Colbert because yeah. we can't stand fucking network talk shows. No. But his is, we accidentally stumbled upon it being very sort of subversive yeah, and, and weird. And, yeah. But so, um, the exact quote was it was during his monologue mm -hmm. and he said, um, you talk, he's talking to Trump and he says, you talk like a sign language gorilla that got hit in the head. <laughs> in fact, the only thing your mouth is good for is being Vladimir Putin's cock holster. I mean, whoever wrote that slow clap, by the way, I love it. I absolutely love your a sign language gorilla. Amazing. And also your, your Vladimir Putin's cock holster. Fucking love it. I don't understand. I mean, what makes it homophobic? Because well, does that mean every gay guy is a fucking cock holster? Well, also, I want to say this, because this is this kind of shit that will drive me into a sexist thinking. Um, 
it's interesting that it's homo. Any person, any person, if you want to say that, A, yes. So let me just say this. It's it's homophobic because it's like you're degrading the fact that a man would put another man's penis in his mouth. And so what? Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, it's, it's Julie's going to take it to sexism. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it is because you will then say suck my dick, blah, 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 a million different things. Women put dicks in their mouths, too. So this isn't about that. And every man... Julie and I both have cock holsters. We both do. <laughs> That's right. Not even just me. Julie has a cock holster had, too. Had, And it was a black cock holster. <laughs> <laughs> so to put that in your I love pipe it. You and love smoke bringing it, that up. Leon, That's Goldman, right. and Phyllis. I mean, not for nothing. Okay, on the, well, one or two times it was a cock holster. It was also a white guy from Camp Tavia. But listen, <laughs> I'm just saying that... At one time or another, in in the majority of the human population's life, their mouth has had a cock in it. So for the fact that that's homophobic is also very, very sexist. Because you use that shit as a derogatory term. And for guys, you know, they do a lot of that because it's like, you would, yeah, I would never have a dick in my mouth. Meanwhile, you'll put your dick in a girl's mouth. So I why really is that? The... I just know that... I think it's annoying uh, that I'm with Devin for, I mean, Devon for sure that um, don't appropriate the fucking word homophobic because no. that's, it's everything. Also, I've seen Nacho put his own, he's his own cock holster for his own cock. But you know what? The thing is that also if you take out, it's like, is it homophobic? It's not fucking homophobic. It's nothing. It's a, but it is, is it a graphic sexual you know, these aren't, we're not, he's not going off and be like these faggots and they're faggoting around. Absolutely. He's talking about two, he's talking about a fully heterosexual man who's married, who's a, he thinks is an asshole who, if you know, we is sucking it. Putin's cock in a very abstract fucking way. Yeah. And so you think that's homophobic? You're ridiculous. ridiculous. You are, you are set, you are oversensitive. You're putting something on it that isn't there. And if you, and I, and with Devon's right. And if you're not actively out there yelling about Trump or about sexism, then I don't want to fucking hear about it. You can't fucking do that. I'm, like sexual things. When people get crazy about that stuff, I, I, and I know it's like a, probably for some of you is a long way to go. Cause I put it back to sexism. But the reason that that's homophobic to begin with, and the reason anyone would have a problem with it is because to make yourself like a woman is the worst thing you can be. And the only people that are supposed to suck dicks are women. And that's why that's sexist. I've heard this speech so many times, you guys. I've heard it so many times. She always ends with, and, that, and it's a woman. And that's the worst thing you can be. Well, what do you think? Any homophobic slur is about how you're like a, like a woman. You're being feminine. Who would suck a dick? Who would suck a dick? Every guy gets mad because, you know, you're telling me about sucking a dick. Meanwhile, you'll have a girl suck your dick, and that's fine. Oh, that's okay? How many fucking times? I mean, how much? It's like how many fucking begging men have begged to get their dick sucked? Like, I can't. It will drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> I cannot. So it keeps her up at night. It does keep me up at night. Um, I thought it was a move. I thought, um, you know, I ignored it. Because um, I thought it was a publicity stunt mm. to get because Stephen Colbert is goddamn sick of fighting with Jimmy Fallon for for, for the spot. Yeah, for for being number one. And he was just finally like, I'm going to fucking take the ball and kick it, kick it. And I'm doing kick a kickball reference, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, or well, maybe that- it's soccer. But he's going to he's like, I'm fuck it. I'm not going to I'm just not going to pussyfoot around anymore. I yep. want these. And, you know, and he got everyone. He I did. guarantee you. Everybody was well, like, well, his, going to that show. And his monologues are very pointed. I mean, that particular monologue, besides the cock holster thing, was very, very aggressive. And most late night talk show hosts are not like that. He doesn't. He came out in an aggressive, pointed, a- accusatory manner, yeah. which they don't do. So like, y- all you're good for is this. You do this. You're like this. And your mouth is a cock holster. Like that whole entire monologue was super fucking ballsy. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't even read the because it was a, just a shit ton of insults. It was a lot of shit insults. Ton. A lot of a, like pointing the finger into the camera, being very aggressive yeah. kind of insults. And no other late night guys like that. They're all pandering little fucking. Oh, please. Jimmy Kimmel's you know, fucking crying. Get out of here. How many times ooh. does he cry? God, I can't stand any of the shows. I oh, hate all oh, of them. That's right. He's crying. I mean, this time you cried about his baby, yeah. but he's always crying. He cried when that comic died. Which Who one? Who recently died? Like that older, he's like, he was. Oh, um, Rickles. Like, why are you fucking crying well, over Don Rickles? I mean, well, I guess they're good friends. You know what? Keep it in your bedroom, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Just yeah. like gay stuff. Keep it in your right. bedroom. I don't want to see it, okay? I don't want to see it, and I don't want my kids around it. Keep your well, tears in the bedroom. I don't want to have to see yeah, that on well, TV. Well, if you're doing a comedy show. Oh, please. He's always fucking crying. Fallon's cried. They all, they all have. 
maybe not James Corden. I don't know. But James Corden is the, I mean, talk about Mike. I mean, they're all like, they're all like Ellen at late night Ellen. Yeah. Well, you know, Colbert is the shit and it's all about if you're going to, but God knows we, even with all the drugs we do, we can't even stay up till 1130. No, I have to tape it. I have to tape it it and watch it later. But I have to say, Stephen Colbert is the new the new man the new the new cock holster around town <laughs> like let's good go. for you let's go and do a, yet another moment with melania So we've been hearing um, from her a lot on Dumb Gay Politics, but we can't help it. When she's out there, we got to talk to her. And girl, she has been out on the streets from the White House Easter egg roll to her birthday. Melania has been on the scene celebrating, but no holiday is closer to her heart than Mother's Day. And before we talk to her in person, let's listen to a clip of her speech, (laughs) just in case any of you missed it. And we're obviously playing tons of clips for whatever reason on this episode. Because you really must hear, I want you to hear her actual speech before we talk to her. Okay. As you all know, I too am a mother. However, I have no idea what kind of different challenges each of you must face as the parent of a soldier. Yeah, I am also a mother. Okay, so... Oh, I love my speech. (laughs) Didn't you love it? I thought I did a wonderful job. You did great. I mean, I don't know who, if you have a speechwriter. I have several speechwriters, and they come to my office. I have an office in New York. <laughs> I don't have my own office in White House yet <laughs> because I don't want to live um, in White House. I want to live in Trump Tower with Baron. So they come over after Baron goes to school. Well, I mean, I walk Baron to school. We do walking. (laughs) And then I say, bye, Baron. Mama, love you. Dad, uh, we'll see you in a couple months. (laughs) He sometimes does think about you. Then I go and I say, it's Mother's Day coming up. I must have speech for the Mother's Day um, event in the White House. For the military. It was for military mothers, and I say to my husband, I said, I don't know military, you know, things. Um, I don't know what to say to them. And he said, have a speech written for you, and imagine they're just mothers. They're just mothers of older (laughs) children who go to wars and do sacrificing, which our children do not do. Oh, okay. Right. So I said, that's true. Now, Baron, I don't know. He could join military, but no, he won't. You yeah. know, he's got autism. <laughs> but I don't know that he, you know, he might do something wonderful with life. You I know. definitely think he will. He's very smart boy. I'm so proud of him. But I did say to military families that I also am mother. Right. And I can relate to being mother. And then we had a wonderful performance and a lunch. That sounds great. Well, I loved hearing from you. It's been nice seeing you around. Oh, thank you. I like to be around at the nice things, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be around when, you know, the people get fired or they do jobs. I want to be around during lunchy times (laughs) or, you know, when you do modeling or when they want to do a performance with a band. I do love music. Oh. I enjoy listening to music so much. I sit, I cross my legs, (laughs) I wear arm capes to music concerts, and I just enjoy. I enjoy. Well, you know what? Thank you for talking to us, Melania. I always... Say it, and I'll say it again. Baron is lucky to have you. Oh, I'm lucky to have Baron, because if I did not have him, I'd have no one. And happy Mother's Day to you. (laughs) Thank you. You too. OK, 
Okay, so it's the end of the show, and it's time for Julie to come up with her So There's That moment of the week. In case any of you are new to this podcast, this is the part of the show where Julie has to find one thing and all the shit that doesn't suck ass. All right. Okay, hit me, meow, meow. All right. All right, I went back and forth on this So There's That all week. You know, I was hitting you up. I was like, what about this? What about that? And you're like, I don't care. But Literally. I, was, I was very depressed because I really couldn't find anything. I wasn't feeling anything until I found this little tidbit and it really did brighten my week. And I feel it's going to be a shining beacon for quite some time to come. <laughs> so what is it, you ask? Ugh, I mean, I am really excited. Ladies and gentlemen. The lady in who's listening, I would say. The lady. One, the, one, the, the one person left. Or, or maybe it's just lady and Devon. <laughs> I'm here to tell you some very exciting news, which is this. Antonio Sabato Jr. is running for Congress in California. <laughs> I mean, this is an exciting moment. For those of you who don't know who Antonio Sabato Jr. is, let me give you the little backstory. He's probably one of the most well-known male models and soap opera actors from the 90s. You, you may remember him from General Hospital, as Brandy does. Because I asked her and she described him to me as the epitome of just hot. I had his calendar. Yes, exactly. I had his calendar. <laughs> I mean, he. she said to me he has rocks jangling around in his head, but the guy is fine. He's literally... That's a quote. In the 90s, he was the fucking... He was, he's literally the finest guy ever born, period. The finest guy yeah. ever born. He was like the hottest guy anyone had ever seen. Okay, now... <sighs> Now I now I know him from being a Calvin Klein model. I didn't watch soap operas. So his now his Calvin Klein campaign was so fucking famous, people lost their minds. Like what you're saying, people fucking <laughs> lost their minds. Pussies were exploding, panties but, were flying off. Right, dick balls, gay balls exploding. His Calvin Klein campaign was so like okay, was was a staple from my childhood. So visually speaking, he was on billboards everywhere. You couldn't open your eyes during this time without seeing this guy's body somewhere. Like, literally. He then, of course, faded away because he doesn't really have any talent, is a gold-digging male skank, and couldn't get any work to save his life. Well, then in 2016... And he did, you know, as we do. Yeah. He did, his looks did, you know, they, they faded naturally. I mean, he's a good-looking... Sure, I don't know whatever. what the what what the the what what the joie de vivre whatever went, right. went out. Of I the will eyes. I will have to say. I mean, for me, I mean, I even knew as a les that this is a hot person. Yeah. And however, certainly, I don't look at him now and think that I think he's a a good looking gentleman or whatever. But I don't. I would never think in a million years had I not known who he was would think he was as hot as he was. Yeah. You exactly, know what I mean? Exactly. He did lose it. And if, some guys... If he would have stay, been gay, he would have kept it. Oh, if he would have been gay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's probably... He is one of the the misses for the gay community. It's like, yeah. I cannot believe that he's <laughs> yeah, not gay. Yeah. I really can't. Right. That's that's a good point. That is a good point. You're right. If he had, if he had been gay, he probably would have kept his... He at least would have been... Oh, he definitely would have stayed pretty fine. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't... Anyway, so... Okay, so um, so this motherfucker is all right. So then, in 2016, he appeared at the Republican National Convention giving a speech. I mean, we haven't seen this motherfucker in 20 years, <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's giving a speech at the Republican National Convention. So, as you remember, the RNC dug up such other celebrity luminaries as Scott Baio, and it was basically him and Scott Baio. It was like, who the fuck? Okay, so <laughs> he revealed himself there as a staunch Republican, conservative and an even bigger moron than any of us could have possibly imagined. Please Google his speech. But it was this, this interview where he really shines. So let's hear a clip. First of all, I don't believe that the guy is a Christian. I don't believe he follows um, the God that I love and the Jesus that I love. Uh, I think he has an agenda from the beginning. I think he's, um, I mean, he grew up. If you follow his story, if you read his book, if you understand about Obama, I mean, that's not a Christian name, is it? You know, I've met a lot of Christians. I know Christians. I, I, I've, I am one, and I don't believe he is. And I, I think he grew up Why? In, Why don't you believe he is? Uh, it's in my heart, man. That's it. I, I just see it for what it is. I believe that he's on the other side. I think... What's, what's the, the other, other side? side? Oh, the Middle East. He's, he's with the bad guys. He's with them. He's not with us. He's not with this country. All right. So you should also go back and watch that whole interview because it's astounding 
it's that what we just pulled is I mean it's <laughs> unbelievable. But then the the rest of it is you just can't even believe your ears. This person is running for Congress in California, <laughs> and I couldn't be more thrilled. I'm hoping he gives topless speeches and just keeps <sighs> spewing his verbal garbage. Now I think heterosexual women will be thrilled that for one second, and I and and this is the one. This is I mean, and for one second. In the world of the history of politics, they will at least have some eye candy. Because like we said, he might not be as fine as he was, but he's still a good looking guy. I mean, obviously, I don't want him to win and he won't win. But I am supportive of the journey. And maybe someone will capture it and make a sexy running for Congress calendar called Moron. I'm going to enjoy every second of it. And I hope they televise the debates and all his idiotic speeches. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We want to thank the one person left listening. (laughs) (laughs) You're the most supportive 14 listeners any podcast has ever had. Instead of reading our favorite review this week, we're going to do some listener shout outs. Yeah. First, we want to thank Heather Douglas and Shira Weiss for running and facilitating our Facebook fan page and for all their help in general. Shira has hooked us up with guests and tried to get us on other podcasts and her help has meant a lot to us. I'm sure she's the one only. She's still. She's, she's the only one she's listening. Still listening yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Even Devon's gone. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, yes, and also Kyle Rupert. He's mm. been a loyal listener and friend fan to Julie and I since 2009. Um, I know we always talk about the gayest of all time podcast, but that's where we started, and that podcast is so much gayer and funner than this one. <laughs> and we seriously heart the host Johnny McGovern and every listener that followed us over here. Um, and Kyle is one of those listeners and he's been in a profound cancer battle for a while and he just completed his last surgery and found out that he's cancer free. Yay! We couldn't be happier for him and just wanted to acknowledge what a sweet soul he is. Okay, we love you, Kyle. And also Monica Branch messaged us on the Facebook fan page and said, Hi, can you give some birthday love to my meow meow and bestie better than the resty, <laughs> Tina Mazzy? She introduced me to your podcast and I fell in love with you. Like actual love. We listen religiously. Like, does that mean they're like in love with us or just you? I think with, the, well, us, obviously. I maybe mean, they the said two they of them fe- together they said are in they love with us. They fell in actual love. Yeah, well, maybe the four of us will get together and be in love. Um, like, first of all, thank you, Monica, for, um, introducing us to anyone. That's what you all should be doing. Maybe we'd have 28 (laughs) listeners instead of fucking 14. Um, so, um, and happy birthday. Who are you saying? Happy birthday. Tina. Tina. Happy birthday, Tina. Um, we love you guys. Everyone keep leaving reviews and messages. It's the only payment we get for this shit. And honestly, (laughs) it's worth more than actual money. No, it's not. No, it isn't. It's true. But, um, we still (laughs) love love it. it. Yeah. Um, And as always, it's been gay and it's been fun. But it's mostly been gay and dumb. James Comey 6'8", bitches. (laughs) It's all shit. It's all just dumb gay politics. America has gotten kind of whack, but we're not going to let it go down like that because we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. It's all shit. It's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh, this shit is bananas. B A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know.